everyone and welcome to a very special episode of the Winging It F1 podcast because we're here on a Saturday. Wow, would you have expected that? No, we certainly didn't until yesterday when we decided we'd do this podcast. So here we are and we're going to talk about the Abu Dhabi qualifying. It's a qualifying review because this is the biggest weekend F1's had in over a decade, I'd say. And we Since figured, why not one. do three podcasts for it? Mm. So... Max Verstappen took pole position, what was a surprise pole position to many, but he did lead in Q2 and Q3, and he led by nearly half a second from Lewis Hamilton for most of the session. Then Lewis went up a bit at the end, but was still over three tenths back. Yeah, it was surprising, I think, from, um, I guess, what we expected coming into the weekend. But we should know that this season there are no surprises because everything is an unexpected. Freddie, what was your reaction to qualifying? Did you expect this? Did you not expect this? How are you feeling? I expected it to be a close, close fight, like it always has been this season. I didn't expect it to be one of the most dominant qualities we've seen since 2020. I didn't expect that yes. at all. And what really stood out to me was how Rebel consolidated that pace on two runs in that final Q3 session. I thought that was that was very, very good. I, um, particularly when Q1 for Mercedes had seemed so, and practice three had seemed so um, sort of shutting the door on Red Bull. And then they just come back and Max Verstappen does that. It's like, oh my goodness. Game on, game set and match is not close for tomorrow. There's nothing sealed. Nigel? Uh, what's the question? Take a while stabbing Put your feelings to questions. us. My feelings towards you. Oh. <laughs> what do you oh, think about Raikkonen's qualifying? Raikkonen, not great. Went out to one of them. So, yeah, not, not great qualifying for Kim But he isn't the best qualifier. So, that's the answer to that question. No, uh, seriously, that, I think the Stappen's lap was outstanding. It, it really was. He couldn't finish it off last week. But I think. A lap around Abu Dhabi, a qualifying lap, is never going to look as good as a lap around a street circuit. But I think that lap, best qualifying laps of the year, is funny grimaces. Uh, it, it was... F2. Well, you thought Mercedes were going to get poor, Hamilton was going to get poor, and then he was a massive favourite for the race. But then, as the temperatures cooled down... Red Bull was stopping. The cards came alive in Q3 and he executed everything perfectly. It was superb. It was so, you see, he was right on the limit and Hamilton just had no had no response. A 22-1 from Verstappen was just incredible. In Q2, he did a 22-8. So to find that last time out of nowhere was a massive surprise. I don't think many people thought Verstappen was going to be on pole. Uh, so a big shock but it puts him in a brilliant position for Sunday's race. Yeah, and I'd, I'd echo that. It was absolutely fantastic from Max Verstappen. And to be honest, I think, in all honesty, it was just he was tuned in more. He was hooked up more to the circuit. You know, Red Bull did their thing with the toe, and I think that helped. And actually, you know, Perez, Perez did better as well than Bottas. But, you know, it, that, wasn't the, that wasn't the difference maker today. The difference maker was just the... Verstappen was tuned in. He, you know, was like it was like that lap in Jeddah, but just without hitting the wall at the end because there are no yeah. walls to hit in Abu Dhabi unless you go over five miles of runoff. But yeah, it's you know he just 
that you know that could be his moment of you know sealing the championship or at the very least it's a, taking a step towards it and I think in the in the post race interviews Hamilton just didn't really have an answer for it you know he yeah. just said well Max was better on the day and we'll have to go in and go go again tomorrow um, but there is the other matter of the fact that Verstappen is starting on the softs and Hamilton is starting on the medium before we talk about that Nigel did you want to add anything else before I think what might have been key I'm not saying this is the the deciding point as to who got pole position, but Hamilton didn't use any softs in Q2. The last time he used the soft was in Q1, so that would have been about half an hour, maybe a bit more, before Q3. Was Verstappen had that little run uh, on the softs. He obviously went faster as well, so he was starting softs. I just wonder if that made a difference, having that extra knowledge as the track cooled down, just a theory, as to, and that made a difference. You don't think so, Randy? No, I don't really think so. Oh. If so, he would have been better on a second run anyway. Um, yeah. I would say to that. Um, and I know we, they, they did so much soft running in. I know it's as the track cooled down, so much soft running in FP3. They obviously had FP2 yesterday. I think for me, I, I don't necessarily buy that. It's not a, it's, it's a normal thing to not have soft running till Q3 anyway. So. But they normally do that little run at the end of Q2 and back out, don't they? That is true, yeah. And I think they did do that. Did, Mercedes chose not to do that today. Did so. they not? Okay. They definitely did it with one. No, they used two sets of mediums in team Q3. Oh, yeah, Hamilton did, yeah. In Q2, sorry. Uh, so, yeah. Mm. Why? I'm not sure. Uh, but, I yeah, think they just obsess on their strategy. I think that's fine, to be honest. Mm. Um, I don't think they need to necessarily get the eye in for Q3 so much because... Like, you know, they're experts at the way the track ramps up. They know how, how it goes. And I don't think Hamilton's left anything on the table, really. I mean, I'm sure there's a little bit to be found, but if there's any driver in any situation other than Verstappen who's going to go the whole hog on that kind of lap, it is Hamilton. He's not going to backed off because of the tyres, I don't think. Mm, I mean, I do... I think if, if he's not left anything on the table, that might be slightly worrying kind of seeing how much faster Verstappen was able to go on a track that they weren't expected to I think you know I I think there's still there's still probably a bit in there for Hamilton and Mercedes that he just kind of wasn't able to unlock for whatever reason whether it's the tyres or anything else but I think they'll be closer tomorrow personally um you know it, it, I think it was just Max was the better driving quality today and yeah. there's not kind of too much to be said other than that but as we were saying before he did he will start tomorrow on the soft tyres from pole because it was Red Bull strategy to start on the mediums like Hamilton and Mercedes are doing and then the staff and went for another after his first run in Q2 he went for another run in with about I don't know 10 minutes 8 minutes to go in Q2 and locked up at the first corner and left a big flat spot on his front left, I want to say, tyre, yeah, yeah. and was not happy about that on the radio. And that was when he came in and they swapped over and put him out on the softs and he went out and did a lap on those at the end of Q2. So he'll start on there. And Christian Horn was talking on Sky, said that wasn't their kind of ideal strategy, but he also said it was a bit of a, a coin toss anyway, um, where they were going. So how significant do you think that little lockup will be? Well, I think... Before qualifying, I thought they should have done it anyway, just to be aggressive. But this was because I didn't think they would get pulled off for Verstappen would be second at best. Then he had to go all in for the start, get trap position. So 
I think now being on pole, mediums is probably the best strategy, but starting on the softs, I guess it kind of, in theory, makes sure that Verstappen should hold the lead. Because if they start if you start on mediums, Hamilton might have jumped in, perhaps, who knows? And they still might tomorrow, who tells me, you know, a lot could happen. But it's not the end of the world. I think it just limits what Red Bull can do slightly. And it just means Verstappen will have to be quite tactical in the first stint as to how fast he drives, uh, whether he can save the tyres. Uh, so it's not the end of the world. And I think Red Bull, yeah, I think for Red Bull, it's the right thing to do. I think going aggressive, they have to do something different, even though they're on pole, I think it's the right thing to do. Yeah, it's it's a tricky one. Even if I it think, was forced. Yeah, I think they, their hand was forced a bit. I don't know um, if it was as 50-50 as they'd like to make out. I think they would have, would have preferred definitely to be on the medium. It, in this kind of situation, you want to be on the bog standard strategy in the bog standard I think in this situation, yeah. And I think, really, I think the hand was forced onto the soft tyre. Uh, I think it is going to be a very, very tricky first stint for Verstappen tomorrow. Um, but that makes it interesting. And I really don't care because I think it yeah. just makes it exciting. <laughs> what, what do you think Hamilton would be best, best off doing? Do you think pushing hard at Verstappen and trying to get him to burn... Is rubber out quickly or go for an aggressive undercut or try and just go long as long as he can on the tyres? Both of first the first of all, two. First of all, he can't lose out to Norris and Perez. He's got to make sure he's second uh, because if, he, if he's behind Norris especially, that'll cost him time. Yeah. Uh, I think the best strategy is being patient. I think he's got to... I think. I think, say, we know how good he is at saving his tyres, playing a long game. I don't think he should push for Stappen too hard because what we've seen in the F2, he can overtake, but following, especially for the top four or five drivers, is still going to be quite tricky, even with the new track layout changes. So you don't want to push too hard, especially in the high-speed corners, those, those bank corners, uh, because you will hurt your tyres. So I think he's got to play the patient game, as he's done previously you know, earlier this, this year. Uh, and go from there, I think, because Verstappen will be vulnerable and Mercedes in general as well do have a race pace advantage and I'd expect that to be the case tomorrow. Uh, so I think the game is, the problem will be is that at some point he will have to overtake Verstappen. I think that is the one massive problem. Ready? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, Nigel's right about... Um needing to make sure the fight is only with Max because there could be a lot of issues with the fight being with cars behind. Um, I would say um, if he can't get him early on, play the long game, play for the undercut, play for the strategy um, because you have every opportunity to make Max eat up these tyres um, but he has every opportunity to out-drag drag you for a long time on those tyres anyway, out-traction uh, Lewis for for Toffee, basically. So um, I think it's going to be an interesting one. You kind of just, this is a strategy Mercedes need to play on the fly. Um, they need to, do you pit early? Do you respond? Probably to Perez, I would say. Perez is going to be yeah. very key in this. Um, and I think Mercedes need to try not be coaxed into anything too ridiculous. We, 
I keep thinking back to Alonso in 2010 yeah. being stuck behind <laughs> Petrov, and I think Lando Norris could play a similar role in that kind of situation if if Mercedes are unlucky, and they could Verstappen then could be allowed to sort of sneak away. And I mean, I know they're not going to take their eye off the ball on that kind of front, but there's just there's a lot of variables in the mid pack that could mess it up. And if Verstappen pits early and does something ridiculous, then he could have track position like on hards and just go to the end in a in a, in a way that would really not work for Mercedes strategy if they're on the medium. Verstappen has to drive as slow as possible without letting Hamilton overtake him, basically. Uh, if he keeps the field bunched up, then Hamilton trying an undercut, if he, he'll just come out in traffic. So that kind of, kind of negates that. So I think that's got to be the strategy from Verstappen. And also on the first lap, if Verstappen has a good sight, it wouldn't surprise me if he tries to position his car in the first corner or first three corners and try and let Norris or Perez overtake Hamilton kind of thing because Verstappen can be quite sneaky in, in that sense. So uh, in a way, it's in Verstappen's hands in that sense. We've seen Senna well, Verstappen this year. We've seen Schumacher Verstappen this year. Now it's time for Prost Verstappen, which is <laughs> win the race in the slowest way possible. Yeah, for the first Prost stint. Yeah, for the first stint. Obviously, Prost said that when Prost Carlson Stappen, you fell say. apart. But... <laughs> um, and just finally on that, who's, which position would you rather be in? Would you rather be Hamilton starting with, I guess, the strategy advantage or Verstappen with the track position? Track position, yeah. any day of the week. You know what? It generally couldn't be more 50-50. I, I don't see how it could... Because say Verstappen's on mediums, then I think Verstappen's favourite. But because he's not, it really does level it out. And given the car pace advantage, I would rather be Hamilton, just because I think Mercedes have the better car and I think there will be opportunities. And I think... Say they both execute the perfect race, I think Hamilton comes out on top just because that, just because he will get that chance to overtake. Because we saw, I, him, pretty I yeah, I'd agree with that actually. I think it's very close. It's kind of like you yeah. said, it can be more 50 yeah. 50, but I, I tend to agree with that. I think the you know, there's there's more chances to overtake, you know, yeah, I. It's over 58 laps. I think they'll, he'll have opportunities and you'd, you'd trust Hamilton to take those opportunities equally. You'd trust Verstappen to defend as hard as he physically can to, to stop them. But yeah, I, I think it can be set up any better, to be honest. I, yeah. I genuinely think yeah. this is kind of the perfect, the perfect yeah. um, way because, you know, we'll have new F1 fans coming in. Channel 4's got the race live, so there'll be F1 fans who haven't been watching... No, sports fans who haven't been watching the whole season, but we'll see it being on with a little sociable time for the, you the in the UK. as well has shown it free to air as well, so that's another big country uh, which has shown it free to air. Where's that, sorry? The Netherlands. Oh, OK. Oh, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I genuinely don't think it could be poised any better. There'll be strategy in the race. There should be some wheels-to-wheel action as well, If you know, as long as they stay together, and that's kind of what we can hope for, really. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, not literally together. (laughs) Oh no. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. But yeah, Yeah. I, I I don't know how much this math. It's a weird one, kind of. We go through qualifying, and we're all so excited. We're doing this special podcast because we're so excited about it. It's the biggest race for ages. But it's also, I don't really know how much qualifying matters. I think it matters in terms (laughs) of keeps it open. But like, like we both just said, it doesn't. You know, it's it doesn't feel like one's got a major upper hand over the other at the moment. 
Yeah, well, we're going to have a red flag on lap 50, which means we're then going to have five laps <laughs> to the end sprint anyway. It doesn't, it doesn't nothing matter. I think it does matter because if Verstappen was second and Hamilton yeah. was first, I think Hamilton has to be the favourite, absolutely. But because it's not, yeah. I think it really does put it perfectly in the balance. It really is so 50-50. And, it, and another little thing, they de-increased the tyre pressures on Friday to Saturday as well, yeah. so that could affect the tyres in terms of where they might wear out more, perhaps. So They're overheating more, it, so they're going to wear out more early in the race, which is bad for the socks. Yeah. So it's going to come down to these tiny things and... It's, yeah, just who can execute? Will anyone crack under the pressure... Will it be a one-stop? In theory, it should, but a well-timed mm, safety car or a virtual safety car. You don't know? No. I don't know. I don't know. It could well be a two-stop. Um, but, mm. you know, these these guys have been thrown strategy out the window. I reckon we could see a Barcelona or a France kind of race. <sighs> that would be brilliant. That, that's exactly what I'd love. You know, I, I th- those types yeah. of race-long battles, I think that's how this title should be decided. It shouldn't be decided by a Monza or a Silverstone. It should be decided by... France or Bahrain mm. battle. I'll take what we're yeah, given, to be honest, but they would be fantastic if we get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think, yeah, I, I, you know, like you say, obviously it does it does matter in the sense that it's Verstappen, you know, Hamilton hasn't got the pole and he's not kind of got the opportunity to drive off into the distance. But mm-hmm. I think just, I guess, in the sense of, you know, we've had 21 races and now a qualifying session and it still feels like they're as hard to separate as they were in the first race in Bahrain. Yeah. You know, it genuinely, we've, we've yeah. come this far and yet it's, it's almost like, you know, there's, it's almost like we're back to start and we've just got kind of a one, one race, you know, to decide the championship. And yeah, it's, it, it can be any better poise. Um, yeah, yeah it's, there's so much going on. Do you, do either of you think that anyone else will be able to get involved in the fight? I guess, notably, uh, Norris and Perez would be the most obvious candidates, both starting on softs. I think Bottas, the Hamilton series, has got to get a good start. If he doesn't get any positions, he could easily find himself 25 seconds behind after 15, 10, 15 laps, and then he'll be out of play. Mm. So Bottas, and he hasn't had some good start, good starts recently. I mean, he started ahead of Verstappen, I think, four, four last four races, and Apart from last week, the three before, Verstappen jumped him every time. Uh, so he hasn't had the best starts recently. So he really needs a good one tomorrow. And I think Perez, he would have wanted a third, but starting the fourth, I think, I think he would have taken that before qualifying. And we know how good his race pace can be. So I definitely think he can be a factor. Whether, even if it's just for one lap, say Hamilton pits, and then he holds him up for one lap, that could be the difference. So I think, yeah, they will both be key. Uh, I think Norris, I don't think Norris is going to be much of a factor unless he jumps Hamilton early on. Uh, I think McLaren won't quite have the pace to stay with Red Bull and and, and Mercedes. But I think they will have the, the pace to affect Bottas a lot more than they would like. Mm. Particularly, I think Sainz would as well. I think Sainz is going to be quite thorny in the side, I think, of Bottas. I think there could be a lot of difficulty for him there. He could... You know, it could all open up from very nicely. There's, there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of slipstreaming early on in this race. You've got, you've got that, you've got turn one, you've got turn five, you've got turn six, and you've got turn eight. They're, they're all going to be pinch points that are going to be 
terrifying for every driver involved. And probably and Norris, well. Norris might not be that aggressive on Hamilton, but if Perez gets a good launch, he will be super aggressive on the first lap. He can afford to go all out. So and his balls that is the problem Mercedes have by, by not having Bottas up there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I think the situation they're in now, I think Bottas' Botas's best opportunity is just to neutralise Perez. If he can, if he can have the same role in terms of not letting Perez be a strategy um, pawn for Verstappen, just you know making sure that you know what, whatever Perez does, he can match that. I think we're at that stage now. I mean, if he can, he can get past Science on the first lap um, and get up behind Perez, then I think they'll be fine. I think it's just that you know if he, if he either stays behind Sainz and Perez, you know, stays fourth or he loses more places, then that's going to be where the issue is. I think just talking about the first lap, I think it's going to be fascinating. The whole kind of, now the whole really first two sectors you can have racing going through, you know, beyond, I think with, now that they've opened up, you know, turn five, I, you know, I genuinely think you can take take the racing, you can take different lines through there. Then you've got the whole straight, then you've got the chicane and then the next straight. It is I think it has really opened up, you know, that that whole first two sectors up to turn nine for, you know, a battle throughout that distance, especially with that the DRS, which, you know, yes. But, you know, I think especially side by side, you can, can really have it actively through there, which I'm looking forward to. And, yeah, I think Norris, like he said in his interview, he's kind of not sure what he's meant to do. He's not sure whether he's meant to be part of the fight or not. I think if there's an opportunity to go get into the lead, then he'll take it. But I think, you know, he he wants to concentrate very much on his own race. And if he can get a podium, I think it's, you know, from what from what he was saying, that sounds like the kind of aim for aim for him. And then anything else is a bonus, really. But have to wait and see. You got anything else to add on that? I think Norris should go for it, personally. Especially against Howard's Howard's is usually kind of cautious when it's wheel to wheel. So I think Norris should go for it just to get that trap position early on. Uh, but it is going to be brilliant. And I think the staff, and I think this is right, he changed to a low downforce rear wing, which could be key for the first lap. Because yes. if he had a high downforce rear wing, he might have been a sitting duck down that back straight on the first lap. Yeah. But now it could be without DRS, a genuinely wheel to wheel, a genuine wheel to wheel battle, which would be. Absolutely mad. The speed track figures are actually pretty even across the board mm. um, for Verstappen and Hamilton. And Perez into qualifying switched to Verstappen's low drag setup as well. They're uh-huh. nearly Monza wings, apparently. Um, uh-huh. So they're going for you can't overtake us. And if necessary, we can overtake you. So I think yeah. that really is looking like it's the right call. And, you know, the Verstappen's definitely good enough to be fingertips through the final sector anyway. So, yeah, that's what makes Verstappen's final sector so special today. I mean, to yeah. do it with the low downforce drill yeah. was just unbelievable. Mm. But yeah, skating. Yeah, I think no, that was the difference across across the especially Q1. Then Hamilton kind of had that advantage through the second and third sectors, whereas Hamilton, uh, sorry, Verstappen was just mm. yeah, he was. He was on it today. He, he was just more on it than Hamilton, and that was kind of the difference. And it just sets up things so perfectly going in. Um, is there any anyone else you want to talk about before we go? I'll give a quick shout out to Sonoda, but I think you know it's all about people at the front. If there is anyone else, go ahead. 
definitely a shout out to Sonoda for out qualifying Gasly for the first time. He's been very, very good this weekend. And he had he had good flashes in Saudi and it looks like and and some troughs which came in the race. Hopefully, hopefully he has a really nice weekend that a nice race day that will throw him into the off season in a good 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 way. Mm. Yeah, Str- yeah uh, I think Stroll's hundred race. Yeah, wow. I mean, everyone gets hundred races these days. Only given you know, <laughs> seventy fifth driver, seventy fifth driver to get to hundred oh, okay. races. Uh, no. yeah. to, I don't know. Many F one drivers. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, the final thing I've got to say is under the pressure, both Hamilton and Verstappen and Red Bull and Mercedes have been. Absolutely outstanding. Yeah, I mean, you think, I mean, yes, you could argue Verstappen crapped last week with his overdriving and stuff, but he still finished second in the end. And, you know, that's that's what he all he could do. And Hamilton to win the last three races, that's all he could do. So, yeah, yeah. it is just, I just wonder when we're going to get a scenario or a season like this ever again, because it has been as good as you could ever hope for is for, for it to all come to an end tomorrow is kind of, kind of sad but must hope it ends excitingly and thrillingly yeah it's gonna it. I mean for, for, for me it's seven in the morning the race starts so whatever happens I'm not getting anything done for the rest of the day you know whoever whoever wins that it's gonna be we're filming kind of, this that's what you'll be doing <laughs> yeah that's true yes <laughs> six hour or twelve hour race review <laughs> Oh my uh, stream or something. I don't not know. On your time. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Got news day the next day. <laughs> oh, I imagine having to work. Um, yeah, it's no, it, it's going to be incredible. And yeah, Sonoda's uh, revival can be something for an off-season podcast or Ralph Atari race review. Uh, sorry, season preview for next year. I think the other race thing I mentioned review. is. Yeah, not race review. Uh, Ocon wrapped up his qualifying battle with Alonso. That was the only one that was outstanding. He leaves 12-10. And <clears throat> just a quick run through the final permutations. Hamilton, Verstappen, tied on points. Verstappen leads. He leads by having more race wins. So if whoever gets more points in this race wins, and if they don't, then Verstappen is Unless Hamilton finishes 10th and Verstappen gets the fastest lap, but finishes outside the points. <laughs> now, if that happens... No, that so fastest, fastest lap, you don't get the point. The top 10, it Wait, if Hamilton finishes yeah. ninth, Verstappen finishes tenth, and Verstappen gets the fastest lap, then yes, yeah. that's it. But that um, is like a one in a thousand scenario. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know unlike, I don't know. <laughs> imagine, imagine if that happens. Battle um, for the fastest lap to win, basically. It's like <laughs> it's be, isn't it? Season one, and season then two. there's a there's a twenty eight point gap in the constructors' championship with Mercedes leading. Mm. So. That's the uh, deficit Red Bull have to overhaul. Yeah. Which they, they need yeah. seventeen points Mercedes to seal it. So basically, mm. one of them needs second place or yeah, or better. That'll do. What whatever happens, there is going to be two sets of championship merchandise that is never going to see the light of day tomorrow <laughs> evening. And yeah, it's you know that's kind of all we can leave it on is it? enjoy it. Why would you buy that? I just kind of I don't know if I'm superstitious. Well, I am. That kind of thing would just be like, well, we've bought this thing saying, look at us, we're world champions and we're not world champions yet. It's like commentator's curse. It's that kind of thing. It's just like, ah, no, don't get it. Uh, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. I think it's, you know, the 
it's just a celebration afterwards. I think you've, you've, you've got to believe that your team will, you know, be able to, to overcome everything on track and kind of not leave it down to look and at the same, you know, there's, yeah, you've got to have yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. But I understand why they do it. And yeah, you know, if both teams are tempting fate, so it kind of neutralizes, you know, less like Ferrari come through and win the constructors championship at the last minute, then, you know, I don't, it's, it, that, neither is gaining advantage of, superstition over the other um there's, there's one but, i know we're running out of time but one quick thing to say that's a fun anecdote yes um at the 1997 grand prix finale where schumacher took out villeneuve um ferrari had all this stuff saying look at michael schumacher world champion and jack villeneuve's well um race engineer jock clear was partying all into the night running around with his michael schumacher 1997 world champion cap that he'd managed to steal from ferrari and was just running around with it um and it's just one of those stories that's just like oh well, that's fantastic i could Maybe we will see, I don't know, Toto Wolf wearing a Manchester World Champion hat tomorrow or Christian Horner wearing a Hamilton one tomorrow. Who knows? Could, could be like in football where they swap shirts at the end and they can have swap each other's championship. Yes, yes, that would be. And then, you know, the staff might end up with eight. That'd probably like boxing, a lot better. That's like boxing, isn't it? But you like, you give you hand over all the titles to I, the next person. I don't, yeah, um, you don't give all your previous give it to ones, the referee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and then the safety car will just drive off with all of the championship trophies in the back, and we're like, "Oh, we well um, mm, Congratulations! But yeah, it's we are all very excited for tomorrow. I'm not excited for my six forty-five alarm, but apart from that, very excited. And yeah, just can't wait for this amazing, incredible, unbelievable F1 season to come to an end. And we'll be doing the race review podcast. Need to give a prediction to that. I'm sure. Sure, right. there'll be lots to talk about. Yes, of course. Let's go. Uh, I said Verstappen before the start of the season, so I stand by it. <laughs> I'm going to say Verstappen. So am I. Oh, oh my word. Exciting. Whoa. Exciting. But it's so close. Like, it's, <laughs> it's genuinely on, on a knife edge, I think. Yeah. I, I, mainly it's just Hamilton has needed, needed everything to go right for the last four races, and he did that for three. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know whether we'll go for the fourth. We will find out tomorrow, though, and we will see you after that. So enjoy the race very much, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.